Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth, so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light, so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and it's awesome. It works great, and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. With the holidays coming up, Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. And we are live for the 70th episode of the Bronx Farmer Battle Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, Luigi's not here. So it's just me, <laughs> Alex, and Andrew and G. How are we doing, guys? You're not, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Good. You're doing good. Another uh, brutally boring off-season day. Yeah, not much. Of- hey, hey, hey. One big thing happened today, which was the Braves signed Charlie Morton. Hey, that is big news. One year, fifteen million, which is actually pretty big in regards to the Yankees because I, he was one guy I was all in on the Yankees signing for next year. Yeah, but it also takes him out of the division, so I, I guess. Yeah, the, that's also true, and it weakens the Rays. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, tacking on to um, what we said last week, was it Drew Smiley? I think that had signed last week mm-hmm. that we were talking about, and now Morton again had signed. I'm starting to get a little nervous about this whole market. That and is the fact true. that there might not be any or as many maybe bargain friendly type options available. Like, no, you know what? I, I still think there are. The you have so many players crazy, who are getting DFA'd. The thing that's crazy to me is the fact that Charlie Morton got one year, 15 million, which is, you know, that's fine for a guy that is, was probably only going to get one or two years at about that amount amount. And then Smiley got 4 million less. Like that's just confusing to me because if Drew Smiley's getting 11 million, I would imagine Morton got at least 20 because Morton is miles better than Drew Smiley. Yeah. But he also has health issues, right? And And he's older. Yeah. And I I guess, but still Morton was, probably the Rays best or second best pitcher this year and in the postseason. So I don't know. Either way, like it's good that he's out of the division at least. And now the Braves are going to have a very good rotation. They have a very good everything. I don't, I don't love their bullpen. And obviously um, Marcelo Zun is a free agent. So they're, I feel I I have a fine handed power though. Or, or they could just circle back to Puig. Remember they signed him last year before Ozuna, and Puig oh, yeah, tested positive. True. I mean, and then they just no, said, they you know what, never mind. Did they already have Ozuna when they signed Puig? Did they? 
I think I so. Sworn, I could have sworn they signed, they signed him after. They Bates. signed Ozuna like during last off season. Oh, maybe you're right. So who yeah. who was I thinking of? I I know they had the whole thing with Puig. Did they just like circle back to Marquez after? Marquez came back. Marquez opted out of the year, and then when Puig, okay, so that's um, what the Puig contract didn't work out because he tested positive for COVID. He Marquez opted back in. Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of Puig, there was some news on him today, right? I mean, he yeah, definitely he wants, wants to play again. No year, reason which... he shouldn't have been on a team last year. Well, I mean, I think it was more along the lines of he tested positive right as the season was about to start, and then no one wanted to really take a flyer on him after he'd been not playing for that long because I think he took a little longer than the two weeks to recover from it. I mean, I mean, Randy Rosarino was 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 positive at the same time, and he hit ten on ones in the World Series. So, like, you never know. <laughs> well, no, my 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 point is that, um, he Puig took longer to recover from it than Rosarino did. Oh God, I I can't even. I didn't even mean to to mention Rosarino, but I mean, some yeah. some news with Randy Rosarino today. That that's let's, uh, let's just file it under the. That. Well, it just filed under the category of you know it's not what you want. Um, yeah, that's that's good. So I, I think I, there, not, there was I mean, one article that came out in, um, in from some uh, online um, newspaper from from Mexico. Um, you could translate it. It's not great news, but I mean, I guess we'll wait to see more details on that before mm-hmm. we we, yeah, <laughs> we, a, we know how pretty, that's going to play out. It's a pretty news story, so it's not exactly something we're totally informed on yet. Mm-hmm. He could be in some in some trouble. That's all. Yeah. Which but, you know, is not great for the Rays, considering he was their best player in the playoffs. You know, he was their best player for like the entire season. But yeah, yeah, honestly, from sep- well, think about it, September and October, he had 17 home runs. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, so ridiculous. I know. And it and that was te- and that technically was basically if you say half of October because of all the uh, you know off days and stuff for the playoffs, even though they didn't have that many now ah, well. still Arona's Rainer was crazy the last two months of the season <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that could be a, another serious they lost Morton that could be another huge thing for them losing yeah. losing Morton I think is a much bigger um thing than the Braves signing him because I mean, that's huge that the Rays lost him because now the rotation is Snell who was reported the Rays are okay with listening to trade offers on him. Which, that makes no sense. It it does. It's the raise and his um, salary. The fact that he's going to make $10 million next year? I know. Yeah, no. his, salary is about to, his salary like, is about to get double digits, Andrew. Come on. Oh, God. I, mean, I feel like the raise, this is like, obviously, this, it's going to sound disrespectful to the raise, but like, okay. the raise have such oh, a, we I here. mean, we're not the raise podcast. What the hell do I care? Like, yeah. um, <laughs> like the raise have such a... For, the Rays podcast, a, a Florida man podcast. Um, awesome. G, G shits on Tampa and live. Um, the Rays have such like a seemingly smoke and mirrors type of from afar. Anyway, like obviously they they they're skilled. They play good defense and they're pitching and all that all that type of stuff. But they have such a like a smoke and mirrors kind of like we'll just go out and get this guy reclamation project and make him awesome. Like mm-hmm. that just. It doesn't make any sense. You still have to have talent, and I think if they were to 
lose Morton, and who knows what's going to happen with the Rosarena. And then, I mean, I feel like Snell wasn't happy. I mean, it was it's pretty obvious he wasn't happy I when he got taken out of that why. game. Yeah, like, so who knows? But, I mean, he's under contract, right? You can't let too much talent walk out the door and expect Kevin Cash to just be like, well, fuck it. We'll just whatever our way back to the playoffs again next year. Like, yeah, yeah, there's got to be a breaking like, point for them at some point. If well, they and, keep doing I mean, this, they already had have so many problems with like, you know, just bringing fans into their stadium. And this year, obviously, was an exception. But like, imagine just being a Rays fan where you get attached to someone like Snell, who won a Cy Young two years ago for them, and then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, so um, he's gonna you know be making ten million dollars soon. So uh, who wants him? Like, yeah, I don't what, know how there's they... There's no fun in watching them if you know they're just going to trade all their good players away because there's no, like, you're not going to get attached to them. Like, think about it. If the Yankees all of a sudden said they were open to listening to offers on Judge, we would all be devastated because every single Yankees fan, no ma- even if Judge has judges had his injury problems and stuff, every single Yankees fan has, ha- has an attachment to Judge. You can't yeah. be a Yankees fan and hate Judge, you know? But for the Rays, it's almost like someone is good enough where they're going to get a lot for him. And the minute someone is good on that team, they trade him. And it's been going on a decade of this. Right? Yeah. I mean, if we go down the line, like how many other examples have there been of this? The, the only last... person I can think of that they didn't trade in their in his prime was Longoria. And they still but ended but up even trading. He signed they still ended up trading. like a super <laughs> team friendly deal, he right? He signed uh, seven. It was seven years, a hundred million. That's the thing. I mean, the 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 um the the recent trend of players signing mm. deals through their arbitration years that are super team friendly is obviously hugely beneficial to them. Yeah, because that's what they um, do. Because you, you could see a guy like you know whoever a judge who's going to go from you know, 1 million to whatever million to like, you know, 10 million or, you know, year after year in arbitration, like it's, it's a credit to the Rays to be able to continue to compete and be great year after year after year doing this type of business. But like, I don't know, it's annoying. And I mean, to do an out of sports comparison, people look at the NBA and they're like, Oh, so-and-so in Oklahoma city is going to play. And then when he's finally able to be free agent, he's just going to, go and sign a huge contract somewhere else and they're not going to you know want to do that because it's a small market or fans or whatever else. Yeah, like, but that's different than a small market not signing someone than a team willingly trading someone because right, they're not trading him similar... because he's about to leave. Like like what the Red did with Mookie. Like yeah. they they knew that they had I mean I I get they're still a big market team and they could have afforded to give him what the mm-hmm. Dodgers did. But yeah. I mean Considering what they're trying to do moving forward and reset their financial stability, they weren't yeah. going to be able to just willy-nilly dole out a $300 million contract. So they traded him. Now, yeah. you could argue that they didn't get enough for him, but that's neither here nor there. The Rays trading a player is not because, hey, we're going to lose him in free agency for nothing. It's, hey, we can't afford to pay him the last three years we have control of him for. Yeah. Like that, that's not a good way. To, I mean, I say it's not a good way to do business, but they just won the pennant. So, I mean, who the hell, what the hell do I know? But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, I you know, mean, yeah, they, they, for all you know, that. they could also have a terrible season next year because of all everything that could go wrong. They had a lot of stuff go right for them this year. Yeah. If you think about it. I like, they, say... they did have a bunch of injury problems, and they, but they had a lot of pitchers just have fantastic years. Their bullpen was unbelievable. 
And I mean, they just had a lot of (laughs) their lineup just, you know, hit home runs all over the place. And that's how they got as far as they did. Because some of the stuff that they did in the offseason didn't make sense. Like, remember, they traded um, traded, um, Emilio Pagan to the Padres. And he was their best reliever last right. year. And and they got rid of Tommy Pham in that deal. Who yeah, was but really they, good got, them. they got and they got back Renfro and uh, Margot. Didn't they also where was um wasn't Jake Cronenworth in their system too? Jake Cronenworth in? was in that trade too. Like yeah. what what do you do? Right? I mean, I, I get they obviously have the the minor league pipeline that they can do that, but I mean, typically you trade those kind of players when you're getting, you know, an MVP type player, not. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get a little more and team they, and control it's more on of a somebody win now type of thing, right? And it and they and, and they traded like the Rays were just trading them to get back a couple of outfielders. They they got back Hunter Renfro, who they cut after one year. They cut like, after one year, and so Renfro now they gave away some of their Renfro best prospects. Didn't play at all in the playoffs either. He hit a grand slam against Toronto, I believe. That was the only thing he did. Yeah, think about it. what he had like two at bats in the ALDS. And I can't even um, I can't even remember if he got anything in the ALCS. All I know is that people were making the uh, the Mike Trout memes with him because he kind of looked like Mike Trout. He yeah, does. he looks exactly like Mike Trout. He does look <laughs> like Mike Trout. But like it's, I don't know. I just see. They I mean, obviously, it's just a totally like there's um, obviously something clicking with the Rays, but they just it they borderline annoy me with how they operate. Mm-hmm. Because they make just a bunch of weird trades that no one understands that some of them end up going well, and then they still end up trading the people that do well for them. Well, look, you were talking about San Diego. They made another trade a couple of years ago. Remember they, they got Will Myers uh, for, yeah. for James Shields when they sent him, they got Will Myers from Kansas City, and then they shipped Shields. him out to San Diego. Yeah, they sure traded Shields to the uh, Royals. Right, well, and, and then so they got the, uh, oh, the David Price trade. I mean, Price like, is about to be a free agent, but still, it's it's impressive to a point the way they do business, and it's also really annoying. But I mean, yeah. we're also Yankee fans who operate in a completely different stratosphere, and I I think uh, that has something to do with like, it. Like, yeah, I mean, see, the thing Yankee is, fan. like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just, I mean, I don't know, they kind of graded on my nerves this year as a team, just yeah. in general, um. Because like they won ninety games the year before last, and they went to the World Series this year. Like at some point, the where the scrappy underdogs thing runs out. Yeah, like, you can't be both. You can't be like, oh, the Yankees, the big bad Yankees. All they do is bully us. Except they win a lot of the games against the Yankees, and they beat you, them in the playoffs. Like, yeah, at some you point, can't you go have to the to World switch. Series and then just act like you're the underdogs. Right. So I'm, I'm really curious if that. this is just a series of, of scrappy underdogs who who pulled it out this year and mm-hmm. they're due for regression next year, or if they know something that the rest of the league doesn't know, and they have just a bunch of top hundred players in the league stacked up on their roster, like like 15 of their 26 man roster is top hundred players mm-hmm. and and Actually, that might, that might be the case anyway, but you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they have no, so no, no, much more, more, more talent no, than it's... anyone wants to give them credit for. And that, so yeah. we're looking at them and saying, like, oh, well, this this team shouldn't be as good as they are. But in reality, they have way better players than we think they I, – I don't think that's it. I think they just overachieved. But they I do it think... over and over and over again. Normally, think... teams like this are primed for regression, and the regression doesn't happen. <laughs> that's yeah, what's so frustrating. I think is that because they're always – wheeling and dealing they're resetting they're keeping you know they're staying young right with talent that's maybe less established or not quite as big of a name so you're like oh 
you know, Randy Rosarena, who the hell is that? And then two months later, he's like white hot and mm-hmm. destroying the playoffs. And you're like, but who you is know this, that a Rosarena, I mean, let's see what happens with this legal issue. But he, he, he will probably, he was probably going to end up getting traded in three years anyway, right? After winning yeah, an MVP. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, the point. Honestly, there was probably a non zero chance he would have gotten traded this offseason just because the Rays would have sold high on him. Like they're they're an incredibly intelligently run organization. Lots no, of but it's just a revolving yeah, door like, of players. It's, you never that, have. Yeah, you that's, never a, that's the culture. thing. We're not. We can't um, downplay just how well they're run because of the mm-hmm. fact that it takes some serious, you know, research and knowledge to run an organization the way that they do, and be as successful as the Rays are. I just think my whole uh, stance on it is the fact that it's terrible from a fan standpoint because. There's no motivation for a fan to look at the Rays and just root for them. I mean, that's because you know they're just going to trade all their good players. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, you know, winning cures everything, right? So if if your fa- if your favorite team, um, like let, let's use the Bills for example, right? Because they're doing very well for you. Like yeah. if they were to up and trade, um, Alan. I don't know who, who's like oh who's a really good player in your defense, Jordan Poyer, right? Like let's say you yeah. really loved him, right? Let's say they trade him and you're devastated, and then they go out and they. They um they upset the Chiefs in the playoffs, right? Like, do, do you care, right? Like, so yeah, winning no, cures it, all that. Exactly. No, you're you're right, but still, it's. I mean, that runs out at some point, though. That we don't have to like continue, you know, on with the Rays, but like you can't give away talent like that. Eventually, that's going to catch up to you. Yeah. Right. You you have a point. And this has been talking Tampa with the Bronx Bomber <laughs> Babble here. Um. So let's the let's talk Yankees about another Jason. weird trade rumor, which is the Astros were looking are like open to trade offers for Carlos Correa. Yeah, and I think we kind of touched upon this maybe like three or four episodes ago that mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense for them to move him because they're probably going to lose him in free agency. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's part of the rumor of, of them wanting to trade Correa so they can move Bregman back to shortstop. Um, which, Which I, I guess I he guess. played that in college, but he's been so successful at third base. I don't know why you would you know be motivated to do that, but that's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not like that. a labor situation where he played right. second but, one year. But we talked say, about what? part of what the Correa stuff is that who's going to want to go ahead and bring a guy who is part of that cheating culture into your clubhouse? Like that could be. I mean, I mean it, could, it could end up being a non-issue because it's four years in the past by the time next season. Especially the Correa. guy that literally has been like. The, the biggest jerk. The most belligerent about it. Yeah, the spokesman of, yeah, we did it. Deal with it. Like, Where a lot of other guys kind of apologize. Like, even like Bregman. Bregman and, doesn't say much about it. He, yeah. Bregman no, because they, they, are, they, they know that if they apologize. just. They know that if they just keep their heads down and even don't say anything at all, like, obviously, we would have much preferred that they all you know, apologize and just mm-hmm. cap to it or, you know, God forbid Rob Manfred actually punished them for it. But like, <laughs> um, you know, it's one thing to just keep your head down and try and play ball and not say anything at all. Like whatever, that's a path to take, which is fine. But it's but one like, thing, it's another it's thing, one thing to, to be like, Hey, you know what? Um, we're going to suck in the play. Or we're going to suck all throughout the regular season. And I'm still going to be a huge asshole about it. One before yeah. the season, and two again after the season. After you were trash all regular season, he wears long. that like a scarlet letter that he's proud of. Yeah, exactly. Because he's got a ring, you know. So I mean, no one on the Yankees current and, roster. You know, at the end of at the end of the day, he's always going to have that ring because the World Series was not negated or anything. So 
you know, the Astros still yeah. are going to have the last laugh at the end, but it's just really annoying to see that. And well, that's, that's one of that's one of the huge reasons I think you know that I've seen a lot of like speculation of oh well the Astros might resign Springer. They are not going to resign Springer. I was going to say, but you can't lose. I mean, I don't know. You can't lose both these dudes, can you? Like, well, look, they're already tied to to Verlander for two years. I think the insurance will pick up most of the money this year because he's going to be out with Tommy John. But they just extended. Um, didn't they? they did, I know they gave they Altuve very one year. Altuve did, did they still got Bregman? one or two years. Right, no, but he's making like made... thirty mil. Do they give Bregman a huge contract, or or do I, they want to? I think they they're... want to. I don't think they have though, because he's still pretty young. Yeah. Their payroll is sitting at about $150 million. Um, yeah. Bregman is making like $12 million next year. Oh, they did They did extend Bregman, but it's for not that long. It's – it's a – it's – um. They did it after like 2018, right? After like his second full season? Yeah. It's, um, he's getting paid – oh, it's actually – it's a five-year extension. Okay, so we were just – Yeah, but he signed years, it really early if I recall years, correctly. No, 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 no. It was signed five years – When does that run through? Twenty twenty four. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, he's, being, he's being paid eleven million. His, like last arbitration years. Yeah, so that's what I years. thought. They they did yeah. just recently extend him, and then obviously they're going to have to fix their their pitching staff at, at a certain point. I know they have yeah, some. Yeah, because they're, some pitch, they're pitching this year. I mean, they they had a lot of pitchers, like really really young pitchers this year who played very well, but I don't I wouldn't trust any of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, their ace is out. Um, you have Granky again. For one more year, right? Frankie's also getting up there. Yeah, but this I think this is last year on that Arizona deal. That's true. No, and the thing with Granky too is I don't care how good he is. I'm never gonna go out there and just be like, oh no, it's Zach Granky. We're all screwed. Yep. Because we we weren't afraid of him when we played him in the in the ALCS last year. No. And like on the Diamondbacks, he was good, but he was never the you know. 150 ERA guy that he was on the Dodgers mm-hmm. that he cashed in on. Like he's not the number one I mean, pitcher that. Yeah, I know, he's and that's pretty... my point. Like, he's yeah. not a number one pitcher that people are like, or the Astros um, think he is. Like before, um, the weirdest like, part he was doing this year was when he was just like <laughs> he was he was tipping his own pitches on purpose. Yeah, exactly. No, but like my point is that he's such an odd thing because going into the World Series and the playoffs last year, it was all like, oh yeah, the Astros have a big three rotation of Verlander, Cole, and Granke. Like two of those guys are on a absolutely different level than Granke. Mm-hmm. Like two of those guys are two of the top ten pitch. Granke would barely scratch the top thirty. You know. The Astros payroll is something, man. Like I'm looking at their sheet right now. They're paying like a hundred and ten million dollars to four players, and one of them is not going to play this year. Like, <laughs> right? Which is which is Verlander? Yeah. So so again, um, that's why we, you bring it back to um, them wanting to trade Correa because they're probably not going to re-sign him, and he's yeah. a part of that 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 just insanely deep shortstop class next year that has um, Lindor and. Corey Seager and Korean and who else? There's someone else in that uh, class. Too. You know what the Yankees do? Trevor Story's in there too. Like it's just yeah. it's ridiculous. And that that all could affect the Yankees really, depending on what happens. You know, with their free agency this year. Well, that's why that's why so many pans are are 
are going with that lazy take, like, oh, let's just uh, trade uh, Luke Voigt, move DJ to first, and we'll bring back DD for a year because then yeah. it's just a placeholder for for next off season. It's like, I mean, you could do that, but I mean, man, if you're you just gonna do it with a guy like DD, then just like bring him back. What? What is this one year? If you're, like, if you're gonna re-sign Luke Voigt, the last thing you want, or if you're gonna re-sign DD, you're not gonna want to trade Voigt. DD's not exactly a replacement for a guy who led the majors in home runs this year. No, but he's left handed. No, I mean, right? he did. So... <laughs> he added 280 with 10 home runs in. No, I'm not discounting like... how good Didi was this year, but it's no, not. I mean, I think he's it's... nothing compared to Void's 22 home runs in six. And we have a franchise shortstop ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Say I what mean... you want about his defense, but I mean, and here's my favorite part about about Yankees Twitter, um, and even some some quote unquote experts that you you see everyone's talking about oh well the Yankees need to move Glaber back to uh second base if you look at fan graphs particularly um ultimate zone rating UCR and defensive run saved go back in in his career since he made his debut in 2018 Glaber's statistically worse at second base than he's at shortstop he made yeah. a ton of errors at shortstop in a short season this year and he's actually worse at second base uh, so I don't the, know what he was, was never drawing. good at second no, it's just a lot less noticeable, right? You, you because get less shortstop balls. is the head of the infield. Mm-hmm. Shortstop's the like the biggest infield position, and there's a lot more of a spotlight put on the shortstop. And so I don't get what the draw is to to move him to second, where he's. No. You could argue worse, but at, at at best, he's no better defensively. Yeah, no, I mean it's. I think it, his first season over there is interrupted by COVID and. You know, all yeah. that type of stuff. Like I, I, I think, think if this was a full season, he would have like gotten spring more training. But it wasn't even really his full season. His first season. Well, he, remember, played it, Didi, he played it. He played it in the minors, but the minors are different than the but, majors. But Didi was out all of the first half of 2019, recovering from Tommy John. So Glaber was the shortstop then too. Yeah, so but that was only for a few months. It was like it was like 70, 80 games though. I mean, like that's not insignificant. That's so he hasn't had like a, you know. I'm going into the season. I'm going to play 160 or 150, whatever games at shortstop, and that's going to be my position. And I'm not going to have to work out at second base. I'm not going to have to work out at whatever. Like, which I think this season is going to be that first one. Like, it's not going to be like I'm going to play shortstop for two months and then play second base for two more months yeah. after that. Like, so I think you know he's still young. He's 24, and he's you know t- like he's a he's, week younger than I am, which just makes me feel old. <laughs> makes you feel um, how do you think it make, makes us feel well I mean you guys already are old so <laughs> that's debatable um, sure he that? is I think I think I don't know if he doesn't if, if, if Glaber like you know fucks around on defense this season I'll start to get nervous yeah if but he has another like, if he has a full season where he's just god awful like he's well, then you could just invest in the level at short then I think there's a bit of a problem but then you yeah, go out and you spend stupid money on someone like Corey Seager. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all on. All right. So other yeah. Yankees news and notes uh, around the league. Well, I guess just around us. Um, I don't know why around I said the around the league. Um, <laughs> Chapman had his suspension reduced from three games to two for throwing at Brasso last year. Um, the Yankees added four Rule 5 eligible uh, prospects to their 40-man roster this year. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, Yoenjuris Gomez, Alexander Vizcaino, and shortstop 
Oswald Peraza. Uh, I don't think there's really any surprise there. We didn't really get to talking about those guys this year because there wasn't like you know giant names that needed to be protected like a Davey. And Garcia. there also wasn't a minor league season, so there was nothing. There was no right, right. But I mean, it makes sense because really those guys, those guys are all still in the top twenty of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, top prospects, and you don't want to lose them for nothing, especially uh, Peraza, who's ranked fourth overall. Um, so there's really, really no surprises there. And outside of that, I mean, you guys see J J Hap was potentially linked to the Red Sox, which you know would just and the Jays and the Jays, which which means he would just be like that would be revenge season all over us. Yeah. yeah, please, dude. Red Sox, man, they could sign his ass. The left fielder's going to hurt his neck looking over those all the balls <laughs> that fly over the green monster. Like, th- think um, 310 okay. feet. Know, from, you want to know one thing I saw that I completely forgot about is John Lester's a free agent. Yeah, I, I, I heard that he was interested in, in signing with the Giants, which... Yeah, the, I saw the Giants were, like, um, interested in him, which I'm pretty sure the Giants were one of the... Uh, teams that were trying to sign him before the Cubs did. Dude, it was like between the Giants, the Cubs, and the Red Sox. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was... I don't know if he has any connection to um, the Bay Area other than that half season he, he played uh, with in the Oakland. Athletics after he got yeah. traded and then you know imploded in the wildcard game against uh, yeah. the Royals. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible that he's only 36 years old. I feel like he's, it seems so, like he's been around, he's like been years, around right? for so long. Yeah. And you got to think of the the strain on his body. I mean, he he's a cancer survivor too, so thirty six mm. to him probably feels like forty five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't imagine he's going to be playing that much longer. He's probably a prime one year deal this year. Dude, he's if a he's prime good, he'll sign another one year deal. He is a prime candidate for the Giants. Just innings yeah. eater doesn't matter. They're not going anywhere <laughs> this year, type thing. Yeah, yeah. The Pirates too makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe the Rockies. I could even see someone like the Jays signing him for like a low for, you know, to be like their fourth or fifth starter. I could see him go back to the Red Sox. They had one starter last year. Yeah, that's also true. (laughs) No, I know. Obviously, they're going to get sale back. They're going to get Eduardo Rodriguez back. Um, But that's it. They they just went bullpen day like the whole season. (laughs) Nate of Aldi pitch. And then that was it. I mean, Martin Perez, too. Do they re-sign Martin Perez? Uh, I have no idea. No, they have. They declined his option. Which was I just like know that he. I was just saying that's who they had in their rotation last year. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were it saying Valdi Perez and then just bullpen guys. Yeah. Yeah, which was you know weirdly enough, it wasn't exactly that effective when your bullpen guys were terrible. No. <laughs> that's, that's what a, what a fun there, Alex. That's one thing <laughs> that I'm that I'm going to miss about the 2020 season. I'm not going to miss not going to games. I'm not going to miss uh, watching games in empty ballparks. I'm not going to miss a 60 game season. I'm not going to miss the Tampa Bay Rays beating us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I am going to miss the Red Sox just being a, a laughing stock. The the, the they still are laughing. Chaos huh? of this season. I'm also going to miss too, because it was just such a weird, you know, 60 game season. Something like this has never happened before, mm-hmm. and. The you know MLB just kind of leaned into the fact that it was a chaotic season. Like you could tell that this wasn't a the, a real or not not a real season. It wasn't a normal season, and instead of acting like it was, they kind of just went with it. Which hey, I think you're saying awkward. that that's why Rob Manfred got up uh, to give out the MVP of the World Series, and he was just like trashed. I mean, I think that <laughs> sums up this year pretty well. <laughs> 
Did we ever get an answer? Was he just like really, really nervous? Did he have like bad stage fright? Or was I he have no idea. <laughs> Manfred is just a clown, dude. Just let him be. Yeah. All right. So, so what else we got to touch on? Oh, Robinson Cano. We didn't mention that. Um, I think that you, you guys can agree that we we dodged a bullet not signing him to a. You think so? I mean, I know we we got saddled with with Jacoby Ellsbury as a result. Yeah. But um, two suspensions within that contract. He's uh, out for one, the entirety of next year. Which. And and what did he get popped for? It was like steratol or something like that. Stan, which is, oh. Stanazole, Stanazole. Stanazole, which is like basically the closest thing to steroid, right? Yeah, like n- not even to say the thing. I think if you were going to say, like, I don't know, to have it have the most impact, you'd be like he's been suspended twice. He's going to miss the whole season. Like he's one suspension away from being banned for life from baseball. Mm-hmm. Like that's how serious. Can make it you is. a scene. Yeah. Yeah, both people who played for the Mets. Imagine Thanks. that. Um, yeah, not I mean, a great look for the Mets, it's especially shame, after he'd be like, you know, I mean, he doesn't give a shit about Robinson Cano. He'd sooner pay him to go away. I feel like. Yeah, know? it's actually probably better for him because it's just one guy that he wasn't around. I mean, yeah, but I'm him. saying Cano actually was pretty good this year. Yeah, because he's a good. I mean, hitter. it's a shame based on you know I I am sad I guess because of how. Much I enjoyed watching him as a Yankee, but like, and he can kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye now. Well, yeah, I was going to say that if you you could have maybe debated it after the first one, and that thing is dead and buried now. Like, I was going to say it, it was it was debatable, um, even before the first one. Like he was good. Dude, and he's I feel good like with the Mariners, if he just I stayed with the Yankees. He definitely, you know, declined a little bit in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, did. He, he needs- stayed with the Yankees in a ballpark that was absolutely perfect for him. Like, was the best player, the centerpiece of the team when he left, and well, could I mean, have stayed in the perfect ballpark. The, of the 2013 team. That's yeah, true. but I mean, if if you think about that, the Yankees might not have a guy like like Labor Torres. They might not have a guy like DJ LeMahieu had they still I mean, had no, Cano on true. the books. So. But I'm just saying, strictly in terms of Robinson Cano, like you could have stayed in the market where you became a star in the market where the ballpark is tailor-made for your swing put up great numbers and Mm -hmm. you could have probably still got popped for steroids at least the first time and still had a really good shot of being in the hall like just because of how great how much of a star he was in new york and that's all gone now like i think the biggest um like thing to see if that's actually accurate is whether or not a Rod gets in. That's true. Yeah, and I and isn't um he's on the ballot, on the ballot next year, year, isn't he? Yeah. I'm gonna say we'll I see how much of the year. recency bias, you know, how much of the image rehab, you know, has helped A Rod. I don't know how much, you know, the writers pay attention to that, but like, you know, he's definitely much more well received in all his various, you know, media. Well, because he's he's now. in the public eye, right? I mean, he's on yeah. Shark Tank, he's obviously doing games with ESPN, like he has a He's he's rebuilt his image. He's guys like like, like Bonds. And, he's yeah. a wholesome family man, right? Yeah, guys like 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 Bonds and Clemens just went away. But I think it's going to be yeah. a real referendum on 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 the voters' integrity if yeah, they like let guys like play. them get in, but they put their foot down on arguably the greatest hitter in the history of baseball. Right? Yeah, exactly. 
and one of the better pitcher and ugh, one of the better pitchers in the game too. Mm-hmm. I feel like those guys masked a lot less how much of an asshole they were. Like, <laughs> I feel like there was a lot more out there about like oh Clemens or Bonds. Oh, for sure, Clemens is a prick. Like, that's yeah. there's no getting around that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd definitely be interested to see that. Cano, Cano can kiss that chick goodbye, but A-Rod next year will definitely be very interesting to see um, all the factors, especially since his last couple of years and since he stopped playing. All right, guys. So at this point, you know that we've been sponsored by Manscaped for uh, the past few weeks. Uh, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out their stuff. They're having um, some special sales for, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday this week. Uh, as always, we have our promo code, Babble, that's B-A-B-B-L-E. Uh, when you use it, you get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Um, guys, what has been your takeaway so far in just the first few weeks that you've been using the products? Honestly, it's for me, it's been great just because the thing that really has gotten me is not exactly the centerpiece of their uh, package, but it's the boxers they have. They're so soft and they're specifically anti-chafing so that you know, you don't get any uh, problems down there. And I'm one, I go hiking a lot. And one of my problems with that is my boxers will uh, just kind of ride up and that will mm. cause chafing. And the mm-hmm. Manscaped ones really, really help that. And they're so comfortable. I think, gee, you mentioned that on one of the other pods, how much you like them. But the uh, the boxers Manscaped have yeah. are so comfortable and I love them. <laughs> They are very comfortable and I definitely like, you know, Alex, you go hiking. I do a lot of walking and running and mm. the, the boxers are super comfortable for that just because, you know, chafing is a thing. Yeah, exactly. And, um, also like the ball toner and the ball, um, you know, like deodorant. The deodorant and the moisturizer, like those things just feel It's great. crazy how you don't think about that, right? I mean, I'm going to be like perfectly honest. That's something that... I didn't even, you know, really think about, you know, like when you're in the shower, you make sure you clean yourself up and whatnot, but like having a product that's specifically, you know, catered for, for that part of your body, um, you just realize like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, why, why have I not been using this my whole life? Why did I not even think that I needed something like this? Yeah, It's not uh, something you really think about the needing until you actually get it. And you're like, oh, this actually makes a lot of sense. And it works great. And it's it just the boxers are comfortable as shit, and you know those the ball toner and all those things they they smell great as well. So, um, yeah, you can get all those wonderful products in the perfect package 3.0. Again, guys, right. that's promo code Babble B A B B L E for twenty percent off your entire order plus free shipping. As always, Manscaped, your balls will thank you. Um, all right, so now we got our little ad read out of the way. <laughs> Um, I think we, we touched on everything we needed to tonight, right? Yeah, um, I, think, got... I think we can wrap this up because, you know, like we said, there's not much that has happened in the last uh-huh. week because this offseason really has been pretty slow so far. And it's I've seen a lot of things saying that it's because of the non-tender deadline, and I agree with that. That's what, December 2nd? It's next. It's Yeah, it's next week at some point. Um. But yeah, I believe I think it is because of that just because teams are willing are looking to see who's going to get cut, and they don't want to spend a lot of money because of the fact that they don't exactly trust those results from this season. 
they're looking right, to see and... if they can get any bargains before they go out and spend a lot of money on someone like Trevor Bauer or George Springer. Right. If, and free agency, you know, never really truly kicks off until the winter meetings anyway. Exactly. Um, and it's obviously going to be weird this year not having them in person. Don't you, uh, don't but, you mean but, the winter Zoom calls this year? The winter Zoom calls, yeah. Right. But but I agree. Once you, you have the, a complete list of players who may not even be our narrator right now, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, you know who's available, who's on the market, who can be had for what price. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of a lot of trades that take place leading up to that deadline um, teams frantic to try and get something for guys that they know they're going to cut in three or four days if no one wants them. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting, but I, yeah. I do think, and maybe this is just my own ignorance, but I still think that um, contrary to what um, G alluded to earlier on, I still think there are going to be a lot of bargains that you can get and that there's still going to be ways to improve your roster without spending a lot of money, right? So um, we, we don't really know how many uh, players will be cut o- over the next week, how many players will be traded. Uh, but based on just the sheer volume of availability, there's going to be ways to improve your roster without breaking the bank for a guy like George Springer, for a guy like um, you know Marcus Simeon or, or, or JT Romeota, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, there, I, and that's exactly it. Teams are looking for ways to get um, bargains for similar value where you can get you know probably two or three players for the same price as one of the high-end free agents which they and they might not provide the same amount of value but you'll still be saving money and you can still be using them to your advantage i'm really interested to see like what contracts these bigger free agents ultimately get like a guy like george springer or you know you know, Marcus Simeon or whoever, like, I just, I don't know. The market has developed so slowly for some of these big contract seeking guys the last couple of years that like, it's, you know, you can't even predict, right? Because so many things lost revenue or the the big free agents, the fast, the past few years, even though their markets have taken a while to develop, they still have gotten paid. Mm -hmm. Especially last year. Well, what were you saying? What? I was, the like for Harper and Machado, they took forever to sign, but they still got three hundred or three hundred million a piece. Right, but if you remember, Bryce Harper had his introductory press conference like at spring training. Like he, yeah, exactly. He signed at the wire, and we were so worried about that last year because there were so many big name free agents on the board, and a lot of them signed. Like, remember, we 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 got had had guys like Yasmani yeah, Grandel signing like early for big money. Like, and it was, yeah, it completely was was a shock for us. Something like that. It's very weird. It's like the opposite of what, you know, maybe you'd see in other sports where it's like, you know, teams are in such a hurry to snap up like the blue chip guys. And in baseball, it seems like it's like everyone's like going to fill out their roster and whoever's got money left over, like yeah. on top at the end of the season or at the end of the offseason, it's going to be like, oh, well, fuck, George Springer's still out there. Let's let's treat ourselves like. I don't know if, if it if I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but. In the NFL, it's very top heavy. And then there's a bunch of like I would say eighty-five percent of the free agent pool every year is within like five or ten percent of of overall value, right? And then you have your your top end guys, and you have your guys who who sign um practice squad deals or or wait till guys get hurt later on the early to make it, right? The NBA, you know, you 
is it's such a small player pool to begin with, and every team knows what the what the cap situation is and what they can afford, and they go out and get their guys. It's different, but MLB, I think it's just such a, a vast unknown that it's never going to be like okay, today's the first day of free agency and the floodgates just open up. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like baseball is so weird, dude. It's like you have a group of owners who, at times, it seems like just are openly like just like we don't want to spend and i don't think it's that they don't want to spend it's just they don't want to spend ridiculous amounts yeah and 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 not get anything for it right like it seems like the tigers aren't going to save money they they want to get they aren't looking to overspend and teams will be willing to spend if they think they can win right like look at the Padres did this past year it went nuts yeah but I think a lot of the contracts that have been signed of of teams overplaying players, overpaying players because of the fact that they want them so badly. Um, like look at the Yankees with Cole. They pay. They gave Cole three hundred twenty-four million dollars. We don't know what what the next closest offer was. Like it could have been. It was three hundred. Yeah. So I mean, the, I think it was the Angels and the Dodgers both offered three hundred. So like. You know, a guy with like Cole's caliber is gonna want that, that much money, and someone like Bauer might be looking to get a lot of money like that based but off the of Bauer's. The Bauer's um, own benefit. He's openly said he's seeking one-year deals. Um, now, whether he actually follows up on that if someone gives well, him like he said, or didn't he say, that was a couple of years ago that he said that yeah i mean i'm sure if someone comes he, along and says hey do you want three years 75 million i mean it'd be hard yeah if that, someone but. says hey you want four you want espedis contract of like four one ten he's not mm-hmm. gonna say no to that right but i feel like him just saying oh yeah i'm gonna sign one year deals was almost has like a backup plan for him he wasn't going into free agency this year thinking, yeah, I'm going to sign a one-year deal after you know winning the Cy Young. Yeah, he's going to want the the ability to you know gauge he, the market and get his best exactly. value every year. He, he almost he probably he said that almost as like a negotiation thing. But yeah, but just from a human level, you're not going to want to be moving around and relocating every year. Like I don't, no. I don't even, I don't know if he has a family, but like you're not gonna want to like if he, if he has kids, you're not gonna. Nobody's wanna gonna want to be him. moving to a different city every year, yeah. For I like mean, eight years straight, well, there's no way. No. I'm telling you, I mean, I don't think it'll happen. But the Yankees, man, if they have a little bit of extra money, they should just be like, hey, here's two years, fifty-five million bucks. Like, say no, right? Like, I don't think the not? Yankees are gonna have extra money. I think what the Yankees are gonna have to take the risk of is that um, pending you know, how effective and, and how promising the, these COVID vaccines are and how quickly things can get back to normal in 2021. They say, hey, like we we have losses from 2020 on our books that are never going to go away, but we can yeah. recoup them over the next few years and we have enough confidence that everything will return. We'll be packing 45 to 50,000 in, in our stadium at night. You know, we're going to be getting ticket sales, concession sales, whatever, you know. Um, we, we'll get the money down the road to pay for, our investment today because yeah. I mean, that's well, really that's a team that no matter what, you know, they're going to make recoup that money. Yeah. It like, may take a few years though, because it'll, I mean, take, like, yeah, I, it'll take some time, but they're going to make that money back. Mm-hmm. A team like the Rays or the A's or, you know, another small market team like, or like the pirates, so, you know, one of the really small market teams that has a tiny payroll that couldn't really afford 
to lose out in this much, they're going to be the ones that really struggle payroll-wise. I think those teams actually are, are in better shape because a lot of those owners still have side businesses. And I know every business, every industry was affected by the pandemic this year. But if you still have some sort of, of income, um, that's going to inflate. And then when you have such you know low operating expenses, I mean, you're talking about a 50 to $70 million payroll. You're talking about a dump of a stadium that's basically all on public bonds that, that's falling apart. I mean, okay, well, that's, right. that's only for the raise. You look taken, at the Right, team. obviously I'm taking, right, right. But even then, right? I mean, if you talk about a team that has way lower expenses and they have additional revenue coming in outside of baseball, the gap between what they need to survive every year and what they actually got is significantly less for the Yankees, where they got basically nothing in revenues and their costs are astronomical. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Thank you for weighing in there, G. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At, at this point, I think we can uh, we can wrap this up. Um, we 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 did talk in Tampa. We did talk in Cano. Um, we we dug into the financials of baseball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> brief nugget. Brief nugget of information since we've beaten this horse to death over the last couple of weeks. But Jack Curry, I think, reported uh, that DJ LeMahieu wants something in the neighborhood of five years, $100 million. But I think he, he would take less. I think he would, if the Yankees came to him and said, hey, you know what? We can't do five years, $100 million. Uh, would you do five for like 90? I think he'd be like, you know what? I want to stay in New York. I'll take that. Yeah, because he wants to stay in New York. He wants to win, too. And I think he yeah. loves playing with the team the last two years. The culture that's in that locker room right now, we, we said, you know, there may be something missing for them to actually like win. But I think just as like a brotherhood, um, they have a lot of chemistry there and they want to yeah, keep exactly. that. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Cashman should just stop being a loser and paying the money. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, we'll wrap no, it up gotta, here. They got to pay him. Yeah, they got it. So, uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. And um, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm feeling nice. I'm not going to steal Luigi's outro because I stole his intro. Um, <laughs> so we'll just say, hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving, and and we'll see you next time.